Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special episode of Modern Day Unicorns. Today is my 30th episode, and I'm so grateful to be able to have conversations with amazing people all over the world, and we are already 30 episodes in. I can't wait to keep going. Today, we have a friend. His name is Chris, and he's an aircraft mechanic and owner of Loom House Studios in Austell, Georgia. In this episode, we talk about how he was able to visualize and execute ownership of a photography studio in the midst of a global pandemic. I hope you enjoy. Do not invest in anything you do not understand. A lot of people are, they see people making money and then they just jump into it. It's like, oh, well, this is, it's not an investment, that is gambling. If you cannot explain or has it been explained to you in terms that you can understand, Do not get into that. People will hand their money to somebody else and say, all right, go go make some money for me. And then lose all that money and are mad at that person. It's like, well, you didn't understand what they were going to do with that money. You just gave it to them. That's on you. Um, So I'm saying so until you have really, really done the work to really understand what you're about to get into, whether it's your time or your money or your emotional energy, don't invest that into something until you've really, really taken time to outweigh um, the toll that it might have on you. What's going on, everybody? This is Abby here. We have a different type of Modern Day Unicorns podcast today. We have my friend here, Chris, and he's going to be the subject of our attention today. We're in his wonderful studio. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about, more about yourself, who you are, where you're from where we are. I want to start off by talking about how weird it is that you're not here with me and you're just hiding. You're like a, a disembodied ghost. And um, I'm speaking to, I guess, the Lord in this film. Um, my name is Chris. I'm from West Atlanta. I was born here, been here for a long time. I'm a photographer. I make art sometimes. I'm very inconsistently. But um, yeah, I'm an artist. Can you put like a little name thing under here that says of artist? Course. Do we have the technology to do that? Artist. Um, yeah, I, I do that. I create visual art um, and working on becoming something else. I don't really know what to call it, but this space is kind of something similar to what I would like to make more of. Okay, so you didn't tell us your real job, but you do. Oh, have do you a want to talk job. about it? I mean, I don't care. I didn't. I don't want to bore it's anybody. It's important because you have a real job. This is not all that you do. Okay, full time. I'm an aircraft mechanic. Um, I fix broke things. Sometimes I break things, but I also fix the things that I do break. Um, so yeah, primarily my, my full time job is an aircraft mechanic. And what we're bringing out with that is the fact that you're able to do what you are doing in tandem with your job as well. Yes. So. What sparked your interest in photography and then also opening up your own studio? Um, Photography has kind of been a thing that I've done a lot of just here and there. Um, As of lately, I've kind of like made a drive to really, really make more of this kind of stuff. Um, My dad, my dad's a photographer growing up. My dad would like develop film in the bathtub. Um, And but that wasn't a thing that I really and it's weird because it wasn't a thing that I did. I just saw my dad did it. Cool. Um, then in college, I took a, a photography class and I really, really enjoyed it and then didn't do anything with it. And then um, a couple years ago, I was traveling a lot. So I wanted to make these travel films. And uh, I thought that I wanted to be like this travel film guy. 
Uh, my first travel film is terrible. Um, and I realized that <laughs> making films is hard. So then I was asked to do a photo shoot. It was either for my sister or my mom, I'm not sure who, but I did a portrait shoot for them. And I really liked the process of doing that. And so I just went off with that. I kind of developed my own style from there. Um, I took a picture, this one picture I have, it's on my Instagram. Um, it's this dark skinned woman standing in front of like this, it's like neon sign in China. I was actually, I was traveling, was a, this is a friend of my cousin. We were in China and she was just standing in front of the sign. I was like, this is a really cool picture. Stand there, took the picture. And I like, I like this. And that's really how I kind of really started to love like this neon and just shooting at night. And especially on black people, it looks really cool. Um, with this space, um, I kind of had the idea to do this during the pandemic. Uh, we were all at home, uh, not doing anything. So uh, I had some time. Um, the original idea was to, to make this space in my house. I was going to stage each room in my house with like this different theme and rent it out for photo shoots. Uh, the first sign I bought was uh, close to eight feet long. And I was like, this is too big for my living room. So I had to find a different space for it. Um, so this stuff kind of sat in the garage. I kind of was collecting pieces all throughout 20, early 2020. Yeah, yeah, early 2020. It's maybe like, like, like three to like four months where I was just collecting stuff, I was traveling um, around uh, these United States, uh, picking up pieces from different people. Um, I still didn't really have a plan. Like I, I knew that I wanted to do this. I didn't really have a space yet, but I knew I needed the stuff to go in the space first. So my garage was just full of neon signs and I couldn't even get in my, like I had to park my car and had to like step over stuff to get into the house. And this stuff is very delicate, very fragile. I did break some stuff in the process. Um, and uh, then I found this space. This space is out in Austell, um, a really cool building. And it really just clicked. Everything kind of worked. I came in the space. And it's still, until it was done, I didn't realize how cool it was going to be. Like when it was done, I was like, this is cool as um, and uh, I really like what I've made so far. It's, it's still a work in progress. I'm still always adding stuff and moving stuff around. Um, people have made some really cool stuff in here and I'm really excited to see what comes out of the space and, and what it kind of becomes. So where were you shooting before? How were you creating before you had this space? Uh, before this space, um, it was just around wherever, like I probably, I don't like shooting in studios. That's one thing about me and about the way I shoot. People will book me for a shoot. And I think now it kind of makes sense because you kind of see more of what I do. You understand the process or not, maybe not understand the process, but you understand that we just gonna go somewhere. We just gonna really vibes drive the shoot. Um, I usually, but, it, but I've been shooting you know, around just little, really downtown areas. I really like the way a city kind of comes alive at nighttime. Um, and you really got these, these, these beautiful lights just, just filling in all these dark spaces. And I, I just think that contrast is really cool. So I'm typically shooting, yeah, downtown areas. Um, one of my favorite places to shoot or cities to shoot in, it's got to be LA. LA at night is so cool. Um, New York is pretty cool too. Um, in Atlanta, I mean, I, I live here, so I know most of the places. So it's cool to shoot in, but it's, it's not new to me, I guess, or it doesn't feel foreign to me. So it's less exciting to me specifically, but I'm, I'm always making something cool around here. 
So you sound pretty well-traveled. How did that begin? Uh, traveling, well, with my job um, as an aircraft mechanic, um, I traveled a lot for work. Um, just, and, and that's really what it is. Just like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna be in Indianapolis tonight. And so this is a city I've never been in. And so I have to work, you know, all day. And then at night, I don't have anything to do. So I, I'm going to go explore. I, I, um, I used to carry a, um, a Canon uh, EOS 3 M3, um, which was like my first camera. I kind of want to get one of those back. Uh, piece, piece to Canon in your tiny cameras. But um, yeah, uh, that, I, I would travel around with that camera and just just take pictures of, I, was, I wanted to be, I was also kind of a street photographer for a little while as well, just taking pictures of strangers in the street. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Okay. No, no, in, in a sense when you was like, oh, I go to LA and- Yeah, we're traveling, yeah, like, it, it was mostly here? for work. Um, and then after that, it kind of became to get the shot. Like I, I will see something I really like and typically, then I'll, that's my excuse to go there. I'll, I'll like, oh, I really, it's still some stuff in LA that I, I gotta do. But I have on, on Instagram, um, you can save stuff, you have the save feature. I have folders saved in different cities or under names of certain people that I wanna shoot in that space. So pretty much if I've ever met you, I don't wanna sound weird, but there probably is a folder dedicated to you on my Instagram. Like, okay, this person, if we ever make it happen, we gonna shoot here. Where, where are you gonna shoot me first? Uh, where you wanna go? We gonna do Abu Dhabi, or uh, not Abu Dhabi, that's not what I meant. Uh, okay. is, that, is that Abu Dhabi that we're going? Abu Dhabi, Dubai, yeah. UAE. I got you, yeah, we're gonna be in the desert. Yes, the it's happening. there's lots of sand. I mean, it's all the sand. sand, every bit of sand. All of the sand is out but, um, And I really want, to shoot in the desert. That's one thing I haven't done yet. I went to Vegas uh, years ago for my birthday with the intent of shooting in the desert and it was too damn cold. It was in January. I didn't realize that Vegas got cold. And so it, it ended up not happening, but that is, that is a bucket list is shooting in somebody's desert. I got pictures in my head that are gonna be crazy if, if and when that happens. So let's talk about the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Many people throughout the pandemic, when they came out of it, they were looking to lower their expenses maybe. Mm -hmm. You came out of the pandemic with an additional expense. So my question is, what made you decide to go all in and acquire a new responsibility outside of oh boy. being in your house all the time? Uh, irresponsibility. Um, I, how to word this without sounding super privileged. I, I, I have been pretty good with money uh, for a very long time and I don't typically spend much money. So I really had some cash. Like, uh, and so I had made a plan to, there pretty much my main expenses right now are, um, like my main, like my biggest bills are, I mean, aside from my living expenses are my daughter's private school <laughs> and this space. I don't, I don't have a car payment. I don't, have any credit card debt. So I think living well below my means for a very long time has gotten me to a place where this can kind of make sense. Because I do think a lot of people do throw a bigger responsibility on top of a problem they already have, thinking that it'll just work itself out. But you really have to be very intentional on things you, you, you want to work, and that goes for relationships. 
Excuse this quick interruption, but I have to stop here and make sure I give a shout out to Anchor. It's been the easiest way for me to make a podcast and it has been free. That's right. I said free. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Minimum setup required. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Make sure you go and download that Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. It goes for money. Like you can't, you're not going to accidentally become wealthy. That's not how that works. Or wealth is not really what it's about. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to accidentally, your money's not going to accidentally work out for you. You got to decide this is what you want to do. And so I've kind of been intentional about money for a while. But I think that's a key point as well, especially in today's generation that we come up with an idea and we think that just because we put thought into it or threw a little bit of money at it that it's supposed to work out Mm -hmm. but what you're saying is that your lifestyle and your choices that you made over a certain amount of time yes and it's not even like oh you save for two years and you can do x but it's saying you were intentional so that when you had a concept or a dream that you wanted to fulfill you had money to be able to do it time money and then also this space I said that if it breaks even, I will keep it open. So I've put it, put aside a certain amount of money to let this, this space could run on autopilot for a year. And if it never drew income, it would be fine. It has been drawing income. So it looks like we're going to do another year at least. Um, but it's not, I mean, nothing crazy. I haven't, I'm not getting rich off of this. Uh, but it is making enough money to, to support itself. And I do think that's pretty cool. Mm. But that's another thing that is we're not being realistic with the ventures that we take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah, people will, I don't know, I've, I've always said that, it, I mean, especially because people want to quit their job and go do whatever they want to do full time. It's like, but get the boat a little closer to the dock before you, you try to jump onto that boat. And that's kind of where I'm with this. Now, if this place was freaking making $4,000 a month, I probably would quit my job. But it's not. <laughs> so realistically, I have to limit the hours that it's available to a time to when I'm not going to work. And and honestly, treat it like that. Like, don't. I think it's kind of irresponsible to to completely bank on something if you. You know, what I'm saying if you haven't done the work to to get there yet. Which I kind of want to ask you something because you've recently decided full time you're uh, doing your videos and, and making making this this. I don't. I hate to call it content because it really kind of to me devalues the work that people do mm-hmm. um it makes it more consumable than i think it should be because you spend hours on something for somebody to look at for a couple of minutes and scroll past it so i don't want to call it content i don't know what do you call what you um, make? so i'm a digital media strategist <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a lot of words <laughs> all right so when you're strategizing digitally um how long or at what point did you decide that okay i can do this full time i think when it when it when you think about how much time it does take, and mm-hmm. it is essentially heartbreaking when people spend a couple seconds looking at something that you spent hours on. But to realize what, what happened to me, why everything changed from when I was saying, oh, I'm a content creator to being a digital media strategist, that it's to earn more respect to say that this is not, just not something that I come and do for fun and move on. There's reasons why we put this here, why we format this here, why the lighting is this way to allow people to understand that there's more to it than just 
showing up with your cell phone, taking a couple clicks or, or whatnot. But going full time was probably at the moment out of more out of frustration from our former position mm. than I, 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 yeah, I'm fine with saying than thinking it out full right. Um, I wanted a, a more opportunities to create content mm. for my former school. Um, but it wasn't in the cards at that place. So instead of me signing up for a new position where I didn't have the language at the time to ask for what I wanted, or maybe even the experience, I said, let me try this out on my own and be able to have ownership of the things that I do so that if I do take another position, I have the language and I have the resources and I have the proof mm. that I can do it. So I'll say all that to say, me going full-time wasn't a well-thought-out plan financially <laughs> or, or anything like that, but it was more of a, if I don't take this opportunity now, I'm going to look up and be upset. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that. So well, also, when you don't, you could take bigger risks without, you know, kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I often hear people say stuff like they, they kind of use their kids as an excuse to not do certain things. Oh, I can't do that. I have kids, whatever. It's like, well, I, I think temporarily, if you can find a space to be temporarily uncomfortable, mm -hmm. that's okay. But I'm, and I guess more to what I was talking about earlier about taking this risk is that people make bigger decisions than, than that, like they, or spend a lot of money that they don't have on, um, on a hunch. Mm -hmm. and, and that's more of what I was speaking to than I mean, quitting your job and trying something else. I mean, that's, that's not what I was, I was speaking to specifically. Um, but had you told me I'm $90,000 in debt for this mm. and I don't have any income, which people do, that's where I would have said, like, oh, that's irresponsible. But nah, um, get your money, black girl. <laughs> it's, and, and it's all it's all working out. It's it's a, it's a process. I'll say that on this end, it's a it's a process to where I'm figuring things out, but I'm in a place to where I can figure it out, and it's mm -hmm. great. Not necessarily having like you know a family to take care of or anything like that. That's another reason why I'm still in the UAE because figuring things out is a little easier for me there than it is in these. What's the cost of living like out there? I figure because everything looks irresponsible and reckless out there. Does <laughs> it cost a billion dollars to live there? It depends on how irresponsible and reckless you're deciding Every, to I be. thought everyone's car was a Ferrari. Mm-mm. No. That's all they made. I drive a Volvo out there, okay? Nice. So a lot of people are out there for the flex. Practical. That's why a lot of people go on vacation. For the people for oh, so it's like Atlanta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, Miami. People go there for vacation. The people who are living there... If they are flexing, that's because their their employer pays for their their flex. Not, not for their well, it pays for their housing. Mm -hmm. So you got when you're not paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for an apartment, you got extra money to, now. Are they taking care of their responsibilities here? Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, so we've gotten to the point in the the podcast, the interview. I'm gonna ask you for three tips that you would give people looking to. Maybe invest time or money in something that they have an interest in. What would you tell those individuals? Ooh, okay. I will say this. Do not invest in anything you do not understand. Um, I think a lot of people, especially now, I've not really spoken much about this NFT stuff or crypto stuff. 
Um, but a lot of people are, they see people making money and then they just jump into it. It's like, oh, well, this is, a, it's not an investment, that is gambling. Um, and so if you do not understand it, if you cannot explain or hasn't been explained to you in terms that you can understand, do not get into that. People will hand their money to somebody else and say, all right, go, go make some money for me. And then lose all that money and are mad at that person. It's like, well, you didn't understand what they were going to do with that money. You just gave it to them. That, that's on you. Um, so I'm saying, so until you have really, really done the work to really understand what you're about to get into, whether it's your time or your money or your emotional energy, don't invest that into something until you have really, really taken time to outweigh um, the toll that it might have on you. Um, my second thing would be um, <laughs> with that said, still be okay with taking risk, which it sounds crazy and counterintuitive, but um, without, without taking this risk, you wouldn't know. But I guess a calculated risk, I think, is, is, is that's what I would want to call it. And understand that you could lose it and, and, and maybe put yourself in a position where, all right, I lost that. I mean, I guess be accepting of it. Don't, that's weird. It's going to be devastating either way. And people's brains are different. But um, I mean, I guess just understand that there are risks to it and just be like, if it doesn't work, you'll be fine. There's other to do. Um, third thing, um, don't go into something based purely on emotion or passion or whatever. Um, I really like basketball but I can't jump very high. So it would have been irresponsible for me to decide that that's what I want to do. Um, I think a better thing or a better way to, to spend your time and energy is something that you actually spend more time doing. You tend to be better at that thing. So if you find yourself like, oh, I'm always making video content or dancing all the time. I'm a really good dancer. Possibly pursue something along those lines. Um, because you're already pretty, pretty, you know, you're good at it. You do it all the time. And you probably also know people in that space. So networking in that space wouldn't be hard for you. Done saying those words. Next question. Tell us all the places and spaces that we can follow and support your inconsistency on plan. <laughs> My inconsistency. If you want to see a true um, example of it, um, on Instagram, I am Donnie, oh, the underscore Donnie underscore Darko on Instagram. Um, on, oh, also Instagram, my, the studio's page is Loom House Studio, which is way easier to find. Um, Twitter, I'm not ready to plug my Twitter yet. I'm really bad at Twitter. We'll, we'll plug Twitter in a later date. That's it right now. Um, I'm working to be better at the internet also because I don't really like it. One day I'll be better at it. We want to thank you for your time. Thank you for my time. Thank you for your time. I want to thank you once again for your listening ear for Modern Day Unicorns and ask that if you get any value out of these episodes, that you please like, comment, share it with a friend, family member, co-worker, whoever, 
but show us some love and support you can also come and follow us on social media modern day unicorns we're also on um twitter as well uh until oh yeah and if you're if you're a unicorn come on now if you're a unicorn you like to have a conversation with me to share your story i'll be happy to share a conversation with you and if you know anybody else please reach out to me give me their information and let's get this thing started take care